0: Next week billions literally billions of eyeballs will be on qatar for the start of the soccer world cup this has been one of the most controversial tournaments in the game's history and that's before a ball is even kicked so in this week's squeeze shortcut we look at why qatar is hosting the tournament and how the world's reacted to that plus all the issues that have come along with them being awarded that hosting right we also then change pace completely and give you a form guide on who might take home the glory. Squid Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, soccer or football, as it's known by many, is called the World Game for a reason. The World Cup is about as big as it gets when it comes to sporting contests.
1: And if you're a Ted Lasso fan, no one sums it up better than Danny Rojas. Uh, He said football is life. So (laughs) that must be true. And for so many countries and literally billions of fans around the world, that is absolutely true. Uh, It's now the sport that kids everywhere play. Mm. And it's even a big deal in countries like China and India uh, that don't really have a super long history with the game. Both of us are Ted Lasso fans, of course, Claire.
0: (laughs) Let's face it, most of the reporting, though, in the lead-up to this tournament has been less about the football and the game itself and more about why Qatar is hosting in the first place.
1: Yeah, the host decision was such an odd one from the get-go. Qatar is such a tiny nation and it's only as big as Hawaii when it comes down to it and it's home to about 2.5 million people. Uh, A lot of Aussies would only know the capital Doha uh, as that Middle Eastern stopover on the way to Europe.
0: Which is why them hosting the World Cup is really a little bit weird. It only has one major city. And when it won the bid back in 2010, only one major football stadium. So when it got the hosting rights, it was like something's up here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and at the time uh, it was accused of handing over more than $3 million in bribes to 22 Mm. football officials who made that decision, Uh, although Qatar was cleared of that charge. Mm. uh, It's fair to say that the countries that it was competing against, including Australia, the US and Japan, were furious uh, and it still thought that the whole thing was rigged. Yeah, lots of news about that at the
0: time. The stench of vote buying has been around FIFA, the World Football Federation, for a long time, Claire. And it seems that many just assume now that the decision is all about politics and not really about the best bid. I'm
1: just still trying to understand why Qatar is such a controversial choice. Step us through it. Look, there are so many reasons, and mm. let's just start with its human rights record. Uh, it's an Islamic nation, and Sharia law uh, is the basis of how it's governed. So it actually has a ban on same-sex relationships, uh, so you could be thrown in jail if you're found out, and stoning as a punishment is still on the books. Yeah, seems archaic. A lot has been said about the exploitation of the
0: foreign workers brought in to help build seven giant stadiums in record time as well, not to mention new luxury hotels and roads to accommodate all the visitors.
1: Yeah, and like you said, it needed tens of thousands of migrant workers from countries like Nepal, uh, Bangladesh and the Philippines just to make this World Cup happen. Uh, Now Amnesty International says that those workers have been paid a pittance Mm. uh, and some have been working 14 hour days in up to 50 degree heat in the height of summer.
0: Yeah, looking at The Guardian, they actually compiled figures from all the embassies of those countries in Qatar. They calculated 6,500 migrant workers had died over the past 10 years working on these big World Cup construction projects, whether that be through accidents, heart attacks or
1: strokes caused by that extreme heat you referenced. Yeah. And the Qatari government disputes that figure. It says that other factors like natural causes aren't being taken into account, but the toll is way too high. That much we do know. 6,500 people, as I said. Just going back to the heat in Qatar, that's such
0: a major issue. They actually had to move this year's World Cup to November. It's usually held in June or July just to escape that heat.
1: Yeah, that's right. And temperatures will be in the 25 to 30 degree zone now uh, instead of the 40 plus temps that they would have had been baking through in the middle of the year. Mm. Uh, At one stage, Qatar was offering to air condition all the stadiums, but no one really went for that.
0: Yeah, it's not just the players, of course. There's all the spectators, as you say, as well. So there's uh, a whole bunch of issues with Qatar hosting the World Cup, Claire. Let's look now how the world's reacted to all of this before, as I said, a ball has even been kicked. As we touched on, one of the biggest issues for players themselves coming to Qatar is those same-sex rights or lack thereof. Organisers have said no players or fans attending the Cup will be discriminated against, but would you really risk it? That's a question a lot of countries are asking.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And some of the Socceroos were the first in a big group to speak out about this. Uh, They called for Qatar to decriminalise same-sex relationships uh, and to uphold what they call universal values that football stands for.
0: Yeah, it was a pretty powerful video that the Socceroos put out just a few weeks ago. It got a lot of publicity around the world. Australian Josh Cavello, he's not in the World Cup squad, but he is the world's only openly gay top tier professional
1: footballer. He said he'd be afraid to travel to Qatar because of his sexuality. Yeah, and he's not alone. Uh, LGBT supporters groups are also torn. Uh, Joe White is the head of England's fan group, uh, and he said that he hasn't been reassured by talking directly to FIFA uh, or to Qatari officials that they will be safe uh, and not end up in prison.
0: Yeah, you can see why he'd be sceptical given one of the tournament's ambassadors, former footballer Khalid Salman, told a German broadcaster homosexuality is, and this is the quote, damage in the mind.
1: Yeah, that was just last week and in that interview he got cut off midway by an official but the damage was done. Uh, He had already said that people who come to Qatar uh, will have to accept our rules.
0: Unless you're a mad football fan yourself, it's hard to describe what a big deal this is for some LGBT supporters. They desperately want to follow their country. Missing a World Cup is
1: a huge deal if you're a mad football fan. The risk, though, just feels too high. And England's manager, Gareth Southgate, said that it's such a sad situation because, and this is the quote, we stand for inclusivity uh, as a team. So it's really horrible to think that some fans feel that they can't go. As we touched on, plenty of countries have reacted to this. Give us a rundown on a couple of them. Yeah, so some teams, uh, including Germany, Denmark, Uh, they've warmed up in the last six months to wearing T-shirts urging Qatar to address its human rights record.
0: Norway's also made a lot of noise about all of this, though they didn't make the World Cup, they didn't end up qualifying, but players there have been wearing Fair Play for Migrant
1: Workers shirts. And we've got to give credit to the coach of the Netherlands for calling a spade a spade. Mm. Um, Louis van Gaal said that it's bulldust, except he didn't say dust. he said no. the one with the swear word in it, um, that the World Cup is being played in Qatar uh, and it's all about the money and FIFA's own interests and not about the game. It's very controversial, as you can see. So we're not sure the
0: red carpet will be rolled out for him at Doha Airport, but we don't have to wait long. The World Cup kicks off next Monday, the 21st of November, and that's despite everything we've just discussed. I guess, Claire, the game must go on. In this next segment, we'll give you the form guide for World Cup 2022. Before we get into what might be in the news next week, a message from our podcast advertiser BHP. This week, they're keen to share with Squizzers how the resources they mine are key to the energy transition to renewable energy. Yeah, we often hear about the push towards renewable energy, but what doesn't get as much attention is the role resources play in making that transition possible. Take steel, for instance. It's a key material used in the construction of renewable energy infrastructure as well as in bridges, transportation, hospitals and schools. And a big part of it comes from iron ore. BHP says the importance of responsibly produced Australian iron ore is clear. And by that, they mean reducing the greenhouse gas emissions associated with iron ore production. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power their port facilities at Port Hedland. It's happening now at BHP. And if you want to learn more, visit bhp.com forward slash critical. You'll find that link in your episode notes. Shifting gears a little here, Claire, one of our squizzers, is actually a former pro footballer. Shout out to Anthony. He's been giving (laughs) us the inside word on what to expect at this tournament. If any of these tips are wrong, blame him. The bookies have Brazil at the shortest odds of taking out the cup.
1: Yeah, and look, a shout out to Anthony. We can give you his email address if he does prove to be widely off the mark. But (laughs) he is picking Argentina and there's two reasons for that. Uh, First, they beat Brazil at a really big South American lead-up tournament. Uh, And more importantly, they have arguably the greatest player of all time in Lionel Messi. Yeah, if you don't know much about football, other players describe Messi
0: as not human. He's that good. (laughs) When experts are asked who's the best ever, he's routinely put above Pelé, Maradona, Cristiano Ronaldo. If those comparisons mean anything to you, Claire, (laughs) I think they transcend football fans.
1: People know those names. Yeah, they're big names. And if you think that one man can't win a game, uh, Messi is apparently the exception to that rule. So says Anthony.
0: Let's talk now about the chances of the green and gold of the Aussies. The Socceroos made it into the tournament the hard way, qualifying in extra time against Peru. Who can forget it?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to forget the grey wiggle if you need that reference, mm. uh, otherwise known as the backup goalkeeper, Andrew Redmayne. Uh, he really did this weird wiggle dance and with a whole world going, what on earth is he doing? <laughs> he obviously pulled it off because he managed to save a really important penalty and put Australia ahead. We'll put a link to that
0: video in your episode notes if you need some reminding. It's a unique technique, put it that way. (laughs) It's fair to say the bookies, of course, don't expect Australia to go too far in this tournament. Wouldn't say football's our thing.
1: Yeah, look, we're 400 to 1 at the mm. moment to win. Uh, so we're a real roughie. Uh, the truth is it isn't a strong team by historic standards. Uh, back in 2006, Australia's World Cup team had a bunch of players who were actually in the English Premier League, which is probably the strongest domestic competition in the world. Uh, this 2022 team, not one single player is in that league. Cannot forget the 2006
0: World Cup, the time that Italy beat us. That was quite (laughs) something. Our first game in this tournament is against France, a pretty tough ask given that side is also one of the tournament favourites.
1: Yeah, it's either going to be a very, very major upset or pretty ugly for us Aussies. Mm. Uh, If you want to look on the upside, the French aren't coming in uh, off the best run either of forms. So it's probably better that we get them up first because it's likely they'll only get better as the tournament goes on we also face off against Tunisia and Denmark in
0: our pool matches. We have to win at least one and draw one in our pool
1: to have any chance of getting through to the next round. So we need to win one and at least draw one. Come on. (laughs) Come on, the Aussies. But look, beyond us, if you want a sentimental favourite to cheer for in the World Cup, probably a big shout out, Anthony says, to Senegal. Um, They've got a really good handful of players who are at the top of the European League. So they're actually a bit of shot uh, and an African nation has never won the World Cup so it would be a really big deal for the whole continent not just for Senegal. It would absolutely go off. I can't even imagine (laughs) if that
0: happened. So go Australia, go Senegal if that's what you're after. SBS is broadcasting all of the World Cup matches if you want to tune in. I'm sure if you've got a football fan in your house that will be mandatory. As I said it kicks off next Monday November 21. That's your shortcut to the World Cup. Onto our recommendations. Each week we give you some further reading, listening or watching. Claire, I said we put a link to the Grey Wiggle in the episode <laughs> notes, so that's one thing. But also, Ted Lasso, we mentioned, or you mentioned that at the start of the podcast. You've got to check out the clip of Danny Rohar saying football is life; it'll have you smiling all day. It's one of those clips.
1: Yeah, I actually remember it pretty clearly. <laughs> Me so too. I'm into it. And look, we also mentioned Lionel Messi. Uh, he is the goat. Uh, and if you want to have a look at what he looks like in action. There's a compilation of some of his highlights in a link. Yeah, it's quite something.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Squeeze Shortcuts. We've got only a couple to go before the end of the year. If you have a request, we're tossing up something around the Victorian election, possibly next week, Claire. Um, we've got that IR bill facing Parliament in the final two sitting weeks. But if you've got anything else, please let us know. Hello at the squeeze.com.au. We'll chat to you next week you. <music>